Blue Belt Wrestling Podcast coming to you one more time here in 2023. This is season five, episode 47, the last episode of the year, um, the last episode before our new season, and ultimately the last episode until February because we like to take our January R&R, our our hiatus where we kick back, reset, regroup, replan, so we can come back to you all with some new content. It is I, Nigel, alongside of Jamal, who looks like he is not at home, sir. Looks uh, like uh, in, this uh, also doesn't in, look very much like DC either. Uh, no, I'm in Dubai right now, um, on my way to Thailand uh, tomorrow. But uh, you know, t- taking a quick little trip. You said R and R. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing too. So January uh, was was the memo. But I mean, no problem. Said that we couldn't start early. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but I'm still here for you, though. Yeah, man. That's the dedication there, folks. Uh, we, um, as a lot of different things are going on during the holidays. Whether you're traveling, whether you're spending with time with your family, whether you're just isolating yourself, whatever it may be, we definitely wanted to make sure that we come to you all. Uh, with our final episode of the year where we are going to kind of reflect back into the year and also look a little forward into next year in terms of pro wrestling. So I want to start off first with a conversation we were kind of tapping into last week, and that's independent wrestling. Uh, Mustafa Ali is really delivering right now. He is taking some major bookings all over. He done already buffed himself up. I mean, I know we always like to talk about who's going to go next to AEW, who's going to go next to WWE. But if my man hasn't just presented the ultimate package in terms of investing him and this is what you get, I don't know what else. But also, I think more importantly is the entrance and excitement back on the indies. So starting off with that, what else does the indies need to do to become a destination like it was, let's just say, hmm, before the incarnation of AEW, so we're going to say at least five years now. Right, right. Um, what does it need to do? Well, it doesn't need to do anything because there's so many um, different variants of the indies. You don't have to, uh, you know, be the generalist that AEW is or that WWE is and serve every audience. You can do your thing. If it's a deathmatch thing, if it's, you know, Woman Crush Wednesday, if it's you know a black wrestler uh you have gay lgbt uh wrestling there there's uh, like different pots for everybody um you can get in where you fit in and it doesn't you know there's there's enough the table's getting bigger and i think that that's something that we talked about last week too so if they had to do anything collectively uh keep on keeping on yeah i i would also say stay out of trouble and pay your wrestlers because <laughs> uh the first time the indies kind of took a hit it was because of the corruption being exposed the carny of the business uh really folks are taking the fire extinguisher to it as they should um so hopefully in the light of that um we get people to run an honest business as possible in the world of professional wrestling which we know historically it ain't always so honest it's always gonna be a little bit of a carny business but uh you know i guess for the level of being optimistic here like let's let's try to clean it up one step at a time run some uh good 
uh, good shows that fans can invest into safe environments um, if it is a family friendly show because yes you do have shows that cater to different audiences uh, but nonetheless let's just run things to be legitimate and get back to uh, having a place for us the viewers and the fans to invest our money to knowing that it's going to the right place which is the talent and the folks involved and not some promoter putting it in his back pocket and running off. So, yeah, the indies, um, I would also say, too, with, with folks like Mustafa Ali getting back out there and wanting to work all over the world, um, let's create dream matches again. And yep. it's still a lot of good wrestlers out there that isn't getting the television time, that isn't getting um, even the ring time because folks are bringing in X, this and that, and that's fine. But invest in your homegrown talent and put them against those folks. Let them get a rub against somebody like a Mustafa Ali, who has always been very passionate, even in his online videos, with working with local folks, doing his reels, his montages, and, and his reps in the ring. Let's let's get those folks so that they can get that confidence, that exposure, that they can hang with some of these top folks in the world. So let's do that. And then also, when we're talking internationally, let's absolutely mix, mix up styles as much as possible. Let's get a strong style versus British strong style, Japanese strong style versus British strong style. Let's get back to Lucha coming back over to Japan. Let's let's do all of those sorts of different things. I think with AEW, as you mentioned, with them doing their thing and we seeing what we see mainstream, um, mainstream uh, dream matches, there's still a lot out there. Right. And whether we knew it was a dream match when we got it or not, it's up for the promoters to invest in their local talent for us to know that this is what we wanted that we didn't know that we wanted but now that we got it here we are right right absolutely and i think the most important thing for the indie specifically is just do right by the business uh and that's more than you know, paying people on time uh honoring your your contracts you know uh, honoring the venues and just that's that's the easy part uh the hard part is you know just trying to cultivate the business that you want you know we've seen uh promotions come through say that they're an ally of a special interest group and then turn out they just in it for the money making money is, is is business you know that's fine but if you're going to say something back it up and so that you know, that way uh you know we don't have we don't need to have another uh speaking out or something like that if people just act right the first time now of course that's also a thing too if things aren't going up to snuff tell on it like yeah. we need we need to get this stuff out there you know and we're going to use our platform you know to you know get to the facts and you know, get to the bottom of situations and understand what this is it is a carny business and you got to know that going in but carny doesn't have to mean evil carny doesn't have to mean predatory you know it, it is a sideshow but you can run a legitimate sideshow yeah you know, there, there's this connotation that you know it's evil it, it's whatever it's well that's business somebody's always going to try to you know streamline their profits uh mm -hmm. but what you, but you need to do it in a way that is equitable and responsible to your talent uh and your fans um if you put on a show i want to see i will give you money to see it it's not that hard that's what business does so let's just uh cut the bullshit and get out to uh make wrestling respectable again yeah looking for the sense that it's party business absolutely looking forward to indies very much next year oh yeah. Um, yeah and definitely looking to seeing ali in person at one of these shows so uh yeah. back to hitting the roads with it, man making towns um let's go to uh impact wrestling well formerly known as impact wrestling now yeah, no, we're ready yeah. to 
TNA. I start off by saying the first thing they need to do is um, one, they need to give their social media team a bonus because I don't know outside of, I mean, in pro wrestling, bar none, but outside of like Wendy's and outside of uh, who else? Um, somebody else on, on Twitter, but outside of like Wendy's and somebody else, Impact Wrestling is always the first to the plate when it comes down to even having that receipt, having that yeah. video queued up, whatever AI algorithm tool, person management, whatever it may be, the FBI might be watching oh. <laughs> because they're that good. They're just that good. And and truly, in all jokes aside, um, Impact, once again, having another year of resilience, giving back to the fans, going with TNA. They won't die. They won't die. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing because they've been putting on um, very solid matches, very yep. solid cards. They have a stack roster of folks. If I was a wrestler, I'm saying this is easily the destination of places where I need to work these guys. Like if I really want to test to see where I'm at on this ladder, I need to wrestle these guys. And when you have somebody like Speedball Bailey, who's an impact wrestler, when you talk about wrestlers of the year, and I'm not talking about no list or anything, but I'm talking about the folks that was making noise all around, wasn't in AEW, wasn't in WWE, putting on banger matches every weekend that there's a collective of events of shows, Speedball Bailey name is always in the mix. Impact Wrestling talent. You have to say that these folks properly handled their talent, properly um, giving them a platform to have TV time to work with these other different folks. Uh, the social media team, making sure that whether you can find them on television or streaming somewhere, that you knew what was happening by... Uh, 30, 30 seconds to a minute at a time. Collectively, they have done a, a tremendous job of resilience, perseverance, and taking a huge step forward of excitement um, going forward. So I, I really look forward to, 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 to TNA coming back. I look forward to that card, which they got some big names on it as well, too. Okada being on it. Um, uh, 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 what was his name? Slipping out of my head. Um, but big names on it nonetheless. Um, and, and, and with them going that going this route, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with their titles. I need to see what what Twitter handles they're going to claim because those the TNA handle and the TNA wrestling handle has already been claimed. So I'm I'm looking to see how they're going to manage that as well. Right. Um, but I'm I'm excited about Impact. And the last thing I know what you're probably talking about is their TV deal and the fact that they has again stayed in the sphere of wrestling content they'll be okay you still have to go look for them in a way that a casual fan wouldn't want to traditionally we want to see them on television very accessibly regular television but they're there they got a deal they're around other wrestling content um i'm just excited to see where they take a step forward going to next year yeah uh but that's kind of the problem that i have with impact and we say this every year i want more we know what they have on the surface yeah people don't get a chance to see it yeah so give me more of that and this is hopefully the year because it was the same thing last year same thing the year after i want more yeah yep and that, i mean that's really is all it is to it for impact give me more yeah yeah um looking at their car just really quickly um you know Rich Swan versus steve backland i like the matchup style there 
Alex Sally mm-hmm. versus Moose. I mean, these are two diehard, and this is for the TNA World Championship. So there's a story to be told there because Moose was the TNA champion when it wasn't considered their belt when they still had the impact belt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Jordan Grace versus Trinity. I mean, when you talk about the top of the total pole in the women's division, there you go, along with Deanna Perrazzo's right in that conversation, but she's not in that match. Um, and then when you talk about the signings here that I said for uh, Impact, one, them signing Kushida, bomb. Uh, Vakingo versus Kushida versus Chris Sabin. I mean, if you don't expect this match to be uh, <laughs> going viral, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, some of the other names, too. They got the Grizzly Young Vets, uh, who just announced that they'll be on the card. Um, and uh, uh, who, am I, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting about somebody else I've signed here, too. Um, but, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're going to have a banger of a show. Um, and, and, again, with them continuously staying resilient, um, I, I think good things to come, for sure. And looking forward to seeing what they pull out the hat. But we'll see. Uh, and that's January 13th there. Uh, their TV deal, I'm trying to look for the information real quick. Not their TV deal, mm-hmm. um, their uh, streaming deal. Let me look this up real quick um, because I briefly touched up on it uh, real quick. And hold on. And when they were, uh, uh, what network were they just on? Uh, not Destination America, right that's after that. Access, yeah. When they were at Access, they had the deal where it was WOW, it was them, it was New Japan, which New Japan had their English distribution rights there. So that's a destination for one, because if you love uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you're like, I'll get that. Then right after that, you get Impact and you get WOW. So it's a good mix. And what they did again is now they're partnering with Endeavor. Now, Endeavor now, as we know, with the UFC, with the uh, the 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 slap boxing league, whatever they call it, um, and WWE all under the same umbrella. You put them under an Endeavor umbrella, keeps them relatively mm-hmm. close to right. other combat sports stuff, along with TNA Plus, which I heard the uh, the app is uh, very user friendly. So they're making the right strides, and I think if 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 I like to call it around my way, they're bowling on a budget. They're making monumental moves without the big network backing or the big you know millionaire whoever um that's there to invest in them so i'm not mad at them at all and i'm very interested in seeing where they go now when it comes to aew uh i think they are in a very critical uh position and point of their position within the whole entire wrestling industry, but also just as a, a self entity of themselves. They made some major right. signings this year. Um, they've definitely uh, pulled in a lot of big names, whether it's for one offs or special events or so on. Uh, there's no doubt that what Tony Khan has done um, and 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 the ripple effect of, of 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 things that he's caused from the movements that he's made uh, is 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 borderline uh, not just monumental, but you can almost far as going saying um, something that may never ever be done ever again, or or definitely hasn't been done before in certain instances. Uh, nonetheless, when you take a look at AW going forward, uh, what do they need to do? Uh, 
And what are some of the moves they need to make in 2024? Again, I mentioned they brought in the likes of, uh, they signed the likes of Jay White. They have Koto, Abushi. Uh, they got Shibata. Um, um, they've had, you know, wrestlers like Orange Cassidy, who you have to say is in your top five best wrestler, best wrestlers of the year. Right. Um, they've done the mainstream dream match thing. They've done things like Forbidden Door. They've done Wembley. Uh, the women's division has been a struggle, but they are on the up and up now. You got, you know, the likes of uh, um, Tony Storms at the top, but you got Thunder Rosa coming back. You have Julia Hart stepping up. You got Sky Blue also becoming a name as well, too, um, for the things she does in the ring. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, they're trending in the right direction, if you ask me. And, uh, and, and the Continental Classic, we should also uh, give some love to that has been um, really must watch um, in, in the terms of the matches they've been putting on television uh, weekly. Uh, but for you, what, what are the proper steps that AEW needs to make, Tony Khan needs to make, and so on? Well, Khan needs to stay off Twitter. That's number one. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, uh, AEW needs to be more consistent with their programming. Uh, they have to, have to, have to uh, give their shows a different feel. Why would I watch Collision? Why do I watch Rampage? Why do I watch Ring of Honor? Uh, a lot of these shows kind of feel like Dynamite Plus, and we don't need Dynamite Plus. We need Ring of Honor to be a separate brand. We need Collision to be the B show to Dynamite's A show, and somehow Rampage to tie all of those together. Um, just be more consistent. And then, of course, the pay-per-view schedule. Um, if you expect people to pay 50 bucks for four times a year, Okay, but now they're up to eight pay per views. I don't, I don't know, you know, how much of that is going to be a sell, and that's the thing. Not every pay per view is a must watch, because at first it was, oh, well, I gotta watch full gear because I've been waiting three months for these storylines. Well, actually, I don't because Continental Classics uh, end in, in a month, and I'm interested in that. And then, then Stings, actually, I don't have to be interested in that because uh, my 50 bucks is going to Stings uh, last match in February. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is asking a lot for people to shell out that kind of money. But the real question is, when do you do it? Because if, you know, I can do it two or three times a year, four is a push, but six, seven, eight, nine, I don't know about that. Yeah. And, uh, and stop with the surprise announcements. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's the boy that cried wolf. Um, you know, we, everything doesn't have to be a monumental, uh, you know, special blockbuster once in a generation thing. Uh, things can just happen. Let surprises be surprises. Yeah. You know, I mean, good or bad, they're going to hit the way they hit. But, you know, when Satnam Singh got his big surprise uh, entrance and people went collectively, who? Okay, <laughs> fine. But then CM Punk coming back. People cried. Okay, fine. So, you know, yes, that was the worst kept secret, but still, it's still to the point that, like, um, you have the upper hand because you have the element of surprise. So uh, let us get back into watching the show as a show and not dissecting the show as a, you know, television producer. Uh, and, and you 
because we're fans, uh, if you feed us, we're going to eat it. Yeah. That's what you want. But you have to show moderation in order to get uh, to keep us wanting more. And and that's the kind of what I was saying about going to uh, more pay-per-views, you know, going to um, more shows, more TV time, except for Ring of Honor. Uh, they'll just push that together whenever. But the point is, is that uh, we need a little bit more consistency from AEW um, and getting back to like the foundation of what made it great. Not that it can't be great now. It's just that um, they're relying too much on these crutches that they think that's going to get them over. And, you know, we, we, we know what this, we know we've heard the song before and maybe we like it because, you know, and that's fine. We can like the song that we've heard before, but it is more to the point that um, we need new music from AEW. So more consistent, uh, more, um, you know, more streamlined. Um, and, uh, and honestly, they have enough content now where I want to see some guys rotated in and out. AEW used to be the place where anybody could be somebody. And we've seen Orange Cassidy and his ascension into that you know top five category. Cool. We've seen how Eddie Kingston, for the first time, in his career in a major way is a winner. And it pains me to say that it makes me sick to my damn stomach, but I got to give the devil his due. You know, he's had a hell of a year. Mm. Uh, Danielson has had a hell of a year. The way they use sting um, has been great. Uh, Christian, he really turned that thing around uh, with the patriarchy and the, the whole thing, bringing in Nick Wayne. Um, you know, so there's a lot to like, it's just that, well, most of the stuff's on dynamite. Where's the rest of it for the other shows? You know, and and but then of course, who do we not mention? Well, Julius had a uh, has a resurgence, but what is House of Black really doing? You know, where's Athena on TV? Yeah. Why is she behind the payroll of payroll of honor? You know, why you know that's um you know that these are the things you have you have the people, and it's not even a demotion, but just you know, cool them off TV for a while, let them go to Ring of Honor, let them you know, let them work. Same thing with NXT, you know, just get them off my yeah. screen, make me miss them. And then eventually yeah. they'll come back. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I I like Tony Khan the promoter. I even like Tony Khan's the fan. I just don't like Tony Khan, the very casual billionaire interacting with us peasants. <laughs> Essentially, like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in the trenches down there with Twitter debates, conversations, problem, Twitter though. shades. Like it's it, it just shouldn't be that way. It's not even the trenches, and that's largely because uh, the arguments that he's having with guys online is it aren't things to argue about, you know. And he only I don't give, I don't give a damn that he he shouldn't be he shouldn't be he should he, he should be there promoting the Jaguars, promoting business deals, right. promoting uh, charitable charitable work. Right. He shouldn't be like, hey, good time to take shade at WWE. Or here's a bot account that I'm just going to interact with. I mean, it, it gives me TMZ. It doesn't give me TMZ. It gives me shade room um, and, 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 and influencers, shall I say, folks who look for any reasons to just be in a conversation or some level of clout and whatnot. It just he, shouldn't be that. It doesn't have to start soup to the level of guys like Bischoff, guys like uh, right. Cornette. Cornette, uh, right. Exactly. You know, he doesn't have to, and I don't, I don't mean level in that their opinions are immediately invalidated because they're given harsh criticism, sometimes unfounded criticism. But it's just like every every critique is not um, yeah. somebody saying that they've you know fucked your mother. You know, it's critiques and, can be valid. 
And then the other thing is, fine, if I mind my business, he wants to do that, then so be it. But understanding that then the scrutiny that comes behind it, you brought it on yourself. So you can't have it both ways where you're just like, everybody always got something to say and so on. I actually do have another comment I'm going to make, but I'm going to put it in its own category. Uh, but yeah, with AEW, I definitely would like to see them um, get their try as they have in this fourth quarter of this year and consistently run wild with it. And I think the good balance of your big names, the good balance of your homegrown, your pillars, um, the good names of, uh, and then the likes of the women's division getting solid time and letting these folks do because they draw. People are here to see all wrestling, uh, not just the white guys, not just the black guys, but every wrestler, women and uh, different styles, Joshi, whatever it may be. I mean, I don't know how many times we got to look at the numbers and see that, um that um uh why is her name slipping out of my head the first AEW women's champion um rio rio moves the needle for whatever reason she just draws and and i just not saying for reasons this is a bad criticism but it's like no matter how they use her it, it, she draws and i think that should be noted going forward as always is saying that like you got to give these folks time um and then while there is a lot of different programming and a lot of different things kind of going on. Just, just being able to tell consistent and cohesive <laughs> storytelling across the board, um, right. ultimately leading up to these pay-per-views with, with the ultimate uh, uh, payoff is what we kind of look forward to. And um, nothing worse than seeing a buildup that doesn't land on a pay-per-view that they're like, oh, it'll be on Dynamite the next week. Like, eh, it's kind of not how any right. professional sports operate. You don't win the most games in the season and then, like, you're not going to play in the playoffs, but we'll make sure you get a head start next season. Like, no. You're, you, you, yeah. play in the, you play in the you play in the big games, the big tournaments, the big pay-per-views, the big matches, the big cards that ultimately they led up to. And that, that's what I'm looking um, – that's what I want to see a, a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, like, the college football uh, championship being, a, like, Ion or, or something like that? <laughs> yeah. you know i mean yeah, the guy <laughs> right exactly you know that's like so random that's yeah. so far down the spectrum not that they don't reach people not that they're not yeah. reputable but they're not who you think of when you're talking about pizzazz and presentation yeah but it would be insane yeah and 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 also let me be clear AW doesn't have a lot to do to still be good they just got to consistently do it and also um, I want to get out of the talks of Warner Brothers Discovery in a streaming deal and going to Max and all these other different things. It's getting a little annoying to me right now. I believe it when um, I see it. I believe it when I see it. And also, too, there's, there's, there's a couple of things that we need to make sure that we understand. That Warner Brothers Discovery is broke. They're definitely in the hole. They're still trying and, to correct that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they're, they're trying to correct a lot of that red. Um, and for whatever reason, wrestling fans think that wrestling is the center of the universe to the point that you got folks out here asking a a twenty a twenty four to do another wrestling movie, which is hilarious to me. As if I didn't even want to tweet it, but I said I'll, I'll do it on a podcast. Like y'all are praising the film; it's a good film, no doubt. Um, but let's not forget, like any any anywhere anything anywhere all at once didn't just win everything in his mama last year so if you're looking for a sequel and if a24 was for whatever reason looking for a sequel 
they would go after the thing that made them the most and got them the most attention. Just just to be clear. And also Iron Claw is not even their biggest film this year, too. Oh yeah, I would say that's that's a bit unfair because you know, as A A twenty four specifically is doing something bigger than what other distributors are doing, which is why they're having the year that they're having, the last couple years that they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about it's a mix between the business and the art. And they mixed that very well. With that yes. said, uh, the Iron Carlaw is a fine movie, and just because they took a year and some change to make it happen, doesn't mean that we need everybody to get a biopic. <laughs> and you know what's funny? You know what's so funny about uh, folks? They love Iron Claw so much. I was like, yeah, y- y'all do know that Prime Video did Cassandra, right? I didn't hear y'all barking up the tree about that, which is also another wrestling title. So, um keep that same energy folks in terms of supporting if you're going to support anyway moving forward though, i i want to i just want a i want aw name to get out of the talks of warner Bros. discovery and streaming deal and whatnot they have bigger fish to fry and when it happens if it happens it happens if it don't it doesn't i'm just completely just done let's with let's every single day somebody trying to figure it out let's just put this out there uh disney plus it does a lot of you know it's very popular a lot of people have it it cost Disney $10 billion. That's how much money they've lost with Disney Plus. Yeah. It does I, not make sense for them yeah. to continue to put out put that out. So when you say that you want a streaming deal, you want another streaming deal, realistically, what you want is to get stuff for free. <laughs> so, so let's not pretend that you're about to get AW Plus and watch all of the backstage stuff and uh, you know, have Lexi Nair read you, you know, scripts to sleep and stuff like that. Stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. Because yeah. you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Paramount, you have AMC, or you have all the different streaming packages. Showtime is about to be a thing. Uh, who's some Warner Brothers is about to buy Paramount. So you're going to have uh, SpongeBob and Batman in, in the same universe. Um, yeah, that's a conversation so from that day because I was confused about that. They're, they're not going to buy Paramount. Plus, they're buying a branch of Paramount, if I'm understanding correctly. That's a branch that's of a branch of Viacom. Should I should I add? But my um, understanding was that Viacom, that branch of Viacom, was Paramount. But again, that's not this podcast. However, yeah. I'm saying that um, there's enough streaming services to take a huge chunk out of your wallet. You might as well get cable at this point because they can bundle it all together. It's still to the point that would you really pay for another streaming service? What do you want to cut if AEW Plus comes out tomorrow? And they have something exclusive like Dynamite in 4K or whatever. And you're not just getting it for free. Look at CNN Plus right now. It's not. It's and, right. and don't they got Bleacher Report? Oh, the, yeah. the, the sports yeah, part yeah, too. BR, yeah, BR Live and, and stuff like that. So the uh, the zone, um, you know, all of these different things. Um, so the point is, is that what are you actually going to pay for? And you say you yeah. want a streaming service. So let, let's yeah, that's what we, that's. We didn't, we're not doing New Year's resolutions this year, and, I, and I'm you know glad we're not because they never work. But damn it, if I don't want a resolution to be cut the stream and talk uh, foolishness, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a valuable uh, uh, market. Yeah. Um, it, they're just trying to throw a blanket and catch as much many and many fish as they have. What they don't yeah. realize is that it costs more money than it's worth. Yeah, and also too, I would say that Tony Khan doesn't want us to stop talking about it because the more we lobby for it, the more he can lobby that there's a demand for it, which Again, Warner Bros. Discovery is not thinking about something very low on their totem pole when they got bigger issues. And don't uh, they very... own a slice of AEW anyway? What? Don't they own a slice of AEW anyway? Who? Uh, Warner Brothers. 
dish distribution as far as I know. Right. So if they already have what they need from them. True. Why, right. you know, what what else could they possibly want? Right. And I know that's the, and then everybody, you know, he brought ROH because he figures if I package this up in terms of a library, in terms of the content I could create, if I can cease what's happening on YouTube with the, uh, uh, with um, dark and elevation, these are good profitable things that they can be interested in. And if they were, they would have made the move already. And again, they're focused right now. I wonder they're focused right now. They have a lot of focuses because they still got that huge integration of Discovery Plus and Max into one they umbrella. They need to figure that out. They need to and figure out what they're doing with these DC movies. They need to figure out what they're doing with Six Flags. They, they All of it. The whole, the whole damn thing. Uh, you yeah. know, they are a leaky boat. And y'all yeah. want a streaming service. Stop it. Yeah. Last but not least, WWE. Um, WWE. I, I'm just going to just jump right in the dark, uh, the, the the deep end here, and say they need to have a super good first four months here with all of the news, buzz, and attention that they're getting. CM Punk returning, Randy Orton return, returning, our truth returning. It is still WrestleMania season, which is always very exciting. Um, and, and with all roads leading to WrestleMania, which is going to be in Philly. Um, you starting off with the Royal Rumble, which always gets the party going. They have to execute a solid four months of storytelling, booking, and everything for anything else beyond this year to be important. Now, I know the deal, again, talking about TV deals and whatnot, I don't care because it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen. I don't, I, I, I don't have any predictions. I don't have any say. All I know is that there are particular companies out there that's looking to spend some money, Amazon being one, Apple being another. You never know what can happen here if at any Rob given point. If Raw goes to PBS, you'll watch it. So <laughs> yes. Not 10. yes. When it, I mean, if it goes to a, a similar station, you'll watch it. You'll find it. You yeah. know, it, it, how many times has Raw moved from channel to channel on cable? Yeah. You know, how many times has SmackDown moved from channel to channel on cable? Um, yeah. This isn't new. It happens every five to ten years. Yeah, it'll be fine. And it, and and the other thing I think people need to put in perspective is like it could be some random channel that you've never heard of. The way how things have changed in the last four again, go back to eight twenty four. That's a studio company that if you say what's some of the best producing studio companies out there last the year before last, you're not saying eight twenty four. You're not. Yeah, you you're good. Fox Searchlight, you know, Miramax. You know, working title, you know, uh, something like that, you know. Yeah. And, and here we go. Like, what is. And here we go. Right. Mm -hmm. right. No, I, I agree with you that WWE uh, doesn't have the easiest road to go, even though they're doing their best work in, in a while. Yeah. Um, they need to uh, integrate the bloodline story uh, back into the fold. I was going to say that. Yep. Yeah. We need to see what that's going on. Um, we need to, you know, continue to use CM Punk. Um, uh, in uh, in a way that's not aggressive, um, the way that they're using him now, uh, they had the big house show at Madison Square Garden yesterday. Um, you know that that's a thing. So it's a you know less is more, and they know that, and it seems to be a good idea. But also respect, and we can't overlook that NXT is doing a hell of a job too. Yeah, I was um, going to break them off in their own entity. Right. Forgot, so okay. Yeah. Right. 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 So so you know we we can get to that in, in depth in a little bit. But the idea is that. Once you have all of those all of those things in that pot, all of those ingredients in that pot cooking, WWE is really poised to be on a damn good run. And we also got the big show in Australia, uh, Elimination Chamber, 
uh, which is going to be, you know, bananas at the uh, the uh, cricket stadium, Optus, out yeah. there in Path. So it's a um, it's it's a legit good four months. Yeah, and listen, I let to, to kind of broaden it up for the year. Uh, continue doing international shows, uh, absolutely, because not only are they extremely lucrative for them, but they deserve it. We're not the only folks in the world, in the United States, that watch wrestling. Keep hitting all of these other markets that have been. Um, at I this actually point. watched Raw on um, uh, Saudi Sports One mm-hmm. in my hotel room uh, yesterday when it came on. And of course, it was the best of show. But it was like, oh, that's Seth Rollins. What's he doing out here? Mm-hmm. They have a market. They yeah. obviously watch. And there's a and there's a and again, there's a lot of places I think that um, that I, I, Puerto Rico is a, a stream testament of proper booking in a place that's been starving for it, and you have a tremendous legendary outcome. It's without a doubt. If you talk about one of my favorite moments of the year, Bad Bunny coming out. I have watched that clip a thousand times. Bad Bunny coming out, the biggest, the biggest artist in the world outside of Taylor Swift. Top three, him, Taylor Swift, t- him, Taylor Swift in the weekend. He comes out in the. I felt the rumbles <laughs> here in DC area from just that love, that excitement, that just that pure energy of Bad Bunny coming out for a wrestling match, uh, along with Damian Pierce as well, too, is also for Rican. So, like, it, it, those type of moments, I want to see hit multiple cultures. Um, you know you know what you do? You, you finish the Bloodline story in Honolulu. <laughs> and they and they have been... I mean, dude, is their stadium even open right now? No. Uh, Aloha Stadium is about to be torn down. Yeah, but there are venues where Hawaii plays football, true, um, and true, they do have true. an arena, uh, where in, in downtown Honolulu, where uh, yeah. that's in the capital. Yeah, um, and, and also, where, and, and I was yeah. gonna say, and also, or you put it in San Francisco because they have no problem traveling. I, I've, UFC yeah. is a testament to that. Max, anywhere that Max Holiday go, people will go. Who's also from Hawaii, so um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I agree. Oh, Hawaii makes a lot of sense, and that's again a market that does not get. Um, a lot of sports, uh, combat sports coming in their right. way at all. And, and, you know, um, I was thinking specifically, uh, the cannery, uh, the Dole cannery downtown, the big open plaza, mm-hmm. you can easily pack 5,000 in there. And, and obviously 5,000 isn't a large number, Yeah. but when you have Roman Reigns and the bloodline, you know, and yes, I know there's Samoan work with me on this. Okay. Um, <laughs> It is still a thing where you have half yeah. a French Poly- uh, half a Polynesia come out mm-hmm. because they travel to Hawaii. Yeah, and also and- a lot of their bloodline just lives there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and 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 for some of their traveling folks that probably can't come to the mainland for stuff, I think it would yeah. be a good uh, honor to them. Obama and- special and- referee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, now we're just talking about everything Hawaii now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it would be great, but also too on that note, I would love to see something outdoors. So yeah, I, you know, WWE continue hitting these different markets. I would love to see something outdoors. Continue hitting these very unique stadiums. Baseball stadiums have been a complete joy to see transform into wrestling arenas. Um, they need a solid four months uh, getting into WrestleMania, and we'd love to see how the reset goes. I know Sasha Banks is still pending on where she goes next. If she goes WWE, cool. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Um, but continue to work with what they got. They have a, a flaming hot roster right now. Um, I mean, and the I real think, thing is, do they even need her? I mean, no, it no don't get me wrong. Uh, it don't, don't get me wrong. 
they absolutely could use her. There isn't anybody, any company in the world that could not use her. Yeah. But they and, need her. I don't think they do. Yeah. I don't think they need anybody. That's the one thing. Even and, and when you look at it, they're in a position where they don't need anybody. And I think WWE, uh, AEW just got to that point too with their last couple of signs that they don't need anybody. Um, you can always grow talent, which AEW needs to do. Right. WWE don't have that problem because they're in NST, which we'll talk about in one quick second. But the last thing I will say is um, I want to see WWE. Uh, it was something with the women I was just thinking about, and it just slipped out of my head. Um, God, what was I about to say? Um, it was something with the women. It just it just slipped my head. I don't know. Either way, just reiterate my points. A solid four months. Continue hitting different um, markets with shows. I right. uh, would love to see an outside show. Um, and oh, I know what I was gonna say it wasn't with the women. I want to see WWE do two more things. I want them to, to for them to continue to do their public outreach and community stuff because I think the likes of Punk, you put him in a lot of that stuff. You get him as an ambassador. You put him real close to Titus O'Neil, who's like the head of it. So I'm just right. not being funny. But you get these folks out there doing more stuff and the reason why i say that is to say is the less is more because when you have the folks that's doing the work like titus they don't get tv time so i'm sure titus could probably still wrestle if he wanted but because when you're doing so much of the outreach stuff you're not available for the show work and then along with that i want to also see these folks continue to thrive in entertainment i want to see wwe studios come back and i want to get back to those very entertaining c-list movies i need the miz and something I need Chase You in a movie. Um, I need another Trey Songs and R Truth movie that y'all didn't know happened, but you you, you probably want to go watch that. Uh, hell, give me Dominic Mysterio as some villain in something. I mean, put him next to uh, I don't know, put him next to like a Frank Grillo and see Dominic go off. Like, give me something like that. I I I I I will I will absolutely consume it <laughs> in the cheapest way possible. Nonetheless, I want to see WWE Studios get back to what they used to do some years ago. Oh uh, yeah, uh 100% on WWE Studios. Uh some of them actually very good. Others, you know, it is what it is. So they they're batting above 500, you know. So I, I'll give them that. <laughs> I'll give them that. You know, see no evil? Sure. You know, I was gonna say that, yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, you know, but you know, the call with Halle Berry and David Otunga, you know, that was solid. Um, yeah. but the Marine, way, all 50 of them, nah. Uh, well, okay, I mean, that's that's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but um, but but still, I, I definitely think that um, moving on to, into their other uh ventures, um, they got to fix the game, you know, if we're going to talk about their other ventures, I, I want something different from 2K. Um, they, I mean, they can't just tweak the game and charge you sixty bucks for it every year. <laughs> just two K in general, by the way. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's a two K thing in general. But for <laughs> WWE, it's a fifty dollar DLC or a sixty dollar DLC, and, and that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, yeah. if yeah, it, it, yeah, just give us give us a new game. Yeah. Um. Last but not least, um, because we didn't mention ROH in his own and NXT. NXT, uh, just continue growing their talent. Um, continue to uh, live in our own space, um, bringing in and integrating the new NIL folks. Um, they're doing a good job raising talent, and they absolutely deserve a 
huge tip of the hat flowers a parade and everything about establishing the continuity between brands people are transitioning over to the main roster without issue and right now it's hard to even look at a person and say who won't work because right now you're talking about batting over 500 i'm saying maybe one out of six people doesn't right maybe one out of six yeah one out of six doesn't but everybody pretty confidently is transitioning carmelo transition okay dragon lee jesus um tiffany whenever she goes up she'll be fine i think just across the board they did a good job in making that pipeline as cohesive and smooth as possible which has been a huge issue with them in a long time and i said in the beginning of this year i said this won't be a problem no more because triple h and hunter uh, triple h and sean excuse me same person triple h and sean are friends also triple h used to run nxt and much like in college football when a head coach takes a job into the nfl and leaves college football that system is still in place so when that head coach is in the nfl who does he hire for his assistant whatever position that a head coach that was behind him that now right. comes up and plays that same system because he knows it and then he eventually gets a head coaching job so it's the same thing triple h got promoted Shawn michael stepped up and now they're both talking the same language and so on. So if somehow, some way, Triple H was to be, not be the leader creative, you have to take a look at Shawn Michaels and say, I think that's the guy that got the most qualification here. He may not have the big, attractive name and family backing like, like Triple H, but he knows the system. And I think that's why the cohesiveness is working the way it is. So NST just needs to just keep doing boots to the ground, man. They're, they're, yep. they're putting on good pay-per-views. Yep. Um switching things up with the creative in terms of like the, the the different shows that they're doing the different matches and so on the different gimmicks that they got everything's kind of working man i'm enjoying the next year yeah uh and, I, and to continue with that analogy uh they have the uh, coaching staff that understands what the system is but they also have the players that can run the system you know so that that's what it was too the, the big thing about nxt was who's going to transition will they survive the transition and now the question is, when are they coming? Nobody's asking that anymore, or whether or not uh, Trick Williams is ready for a SmackDown on Raw. You know, nobody's asking anymore if Tiffany Stratton's ready for SmackDown on Raw. You know, the question, it's not a matter of if, but when. And that's the first time in a very long time that we've been able to say that about NXT. And that's finally because they have uh, the streamline. And I think I said this a couple of years ago, where they finally came out with 2.0. And it was just like people, of course, you know, change is scary and bad. And, you know, people didn't like it. But realistically, they absolutely streamlined the product, and it took a while to get it the lock, get it locked in. But mm-hmm. now that they have it, they're they're hitting the ground running and continuing to innovate. Yep, yep. Last is ROH. ROH needs to um, first of all, AEW and ROH. There's way too many belts, and I don't know if it's just because I don't care that much about a belt being attached to somebody if there's really no story behind it. Or if the younger generation loves a champion, if you have a belt and you're decorated, then it makes that person become more of an investment to folks. So they figure like, hey, we don't have much for these folks. Let's give them a belt. Then that way you care. Maybe that's the tactic here. I'm not sure. Um, But nonetheless, it's way too many belts across uh, both brands. But the bigger issue is somehow, some way, I'm going to need Athena to be presented like a huge deal. Because top five, top five in, without a doubt, top five in women, 
top 10, top 15 in all professional wrestling this year of what Athena has been doing uh, behind the paywall of honor. Um, and it's criminal because uh, I think she needs a little, and maybe, or maybe it is a problem. Maybe you don't want to put her near dynamite because then you have to worry about the, the, the shift in energy and, and momentum going towards her and taking away from the other. So maybe that is a, a thing that they're trying to do, but I, I think it's still criminal that Athena needs, uh, needs to be a bigger deal across the Tony Khan platform one way or another. No, yeah, 100%. It, um, I, I agree that she absolutely needs to be a bigger deal. Um, it does feel like a demotion that she's in ring of honor, but, but the simple truth is, is that, uh, that's given her the opportunity to grow. If she were on dynamite, would we see this version of her? It's hard to grow that character when they give you eight seconds and a cup of coffee. That's the thing. And I, are you saying that she's not marketable? You saying she's not TV ready? Well, you, you know what? Right. Because well, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear this whole like, and you know, people love to point the fingers. I want to hear no Warner Bros. Discovery anything about why she's not on television, period. Um, number one. And, and number two, as a star of NXT at the time, I don't see how she's not on your normal programming. But then it does come down to the issue that has been the issue outside the last three months is the women's division. So I am saying that I am very much eyes on Athena in these next, this first quarter of 2024 to see what happens with her. Um, I wouldn't have been mad if she had lost the belt to Billy and that sent her to Dynamite or whatever it may be. Um, and then now that she is, then it's like, well, who? Because <laughs> now I'm like, now that division's depleted. She done ran through them all. I don't know what's next. So make it make sense because you don't want the Jay Cargill situation 2.0 uh, to right. occur. And I think that um, if there was any doubt that Athena had about herself upon leaving WWE, there's zero doubt now that she knows she's a top star um, and can make any division better, any promotion better, and so on. So yeah, better well, fix it now. Yeah, and you can say the same thing about uh, Ty Valkyrie. Uh, she was another one that came in and was supposed to be who? Uh, Where? Well, she fell into the hole that is the paywall of honor. Um, <laughs> she, you know, tried to dig under it, never made it out of the other side. But uh, you know, they they have a couple of those where you go, huh? Where did they go? So I like the I like that Takana's taking a risk with Abaddon, you know, but it also shouldn't be considered a risk. She was day one. You know, so we know who she is. We know what she does. You know, get her ass yeah. out there. You know, so yeah. that's a, um, um, that, that, that is a thing. And and yes, we, we could sit here and talk to the two. The sun comes up, um, in about eight hours here in Dubai. But <laughs> the simple truth is always going to be the simple truth is that, um, part of the streamlining effect involves the women division. Yeah, and it can't be just a block of women's content. Sometimes there should be a women's heavy show. Sometimes there should be a, a no women on the show at all. So, you know, the, the stories, you know, dictate what the show format's going to be. Uh, but having the affirmative action section uh, segment or the Title IX segment, you know, where you got to shoehorn a women's match in there, 925, is it feels disingenuous. And you know, arguably it is. So realistically, streaming, uh, you know, getting the women in there, integrating them into the system should be job one. Because you tell us what to watch, and we watch it. It's not the other way around. Uh, if we don't know what we're watching, how will we know what we like? 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you give them a platform, then you know, someone, someone, not everybody's going to hit. You know, if you would have said that Orange Cassidy is a top five wrestler in AEW, you know, right now, a couple years ago, I don't think that number, of, you know, out of a hundred people, that number would be too high to say, like, yeah, he's world champion material. Yeah. But, yeah. but here we are. If somebody would have said the same thing about Max Friedman having the run that he had, um, you know, ar- arguably wrestler of the year, as much as it pains me to say it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's not a statement you would have made a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, there is room to grow. But if somebody would have said that Ruby Soho would be a bust, and that Jay Sarai would be a bust, that Jade, you know, would have left for WWE, you would have said, well, that's not possible. They're too good. Mm. So it is a, uh, they got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we cover all the promotions here. I think the last thing to it really involve. Ball- because, you know, <laughs> Uh, and, and and much respect to MLW for for you know going through and and, and doing a thing and and getting their TV deal and, and stuff like that you yeah. know uh, you know NWA they still kicking I don't know how but they're still kicking yeah. you know and of course all of the indies that we you know, talked about um, are having uh, just great matches but so real real quick um, ESPN put out their list of uh, wrestlers of the year and they said it was Cody Rhodes. Now that's fine, whatever. I don't really care about the list. It's just it's still to the point that the only people on the list were from AEW or WWE. Now it's not that Cody shouldn't be that guy. I think if you had to mainstream it, I think it's Seth Rollins. But realistically, how is Mike Bailey not in the conversation? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing. That's it, 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 it's it's because it's it's always going to be buckets to wrestling. Um, different styles, you know, different fundings, backings, um, and so on. And then, and, and like, yeah, I think you had a certain point. I don't know. How, the, the biggest thing is how do you disqualify certain promotions is what I would be interested in. Um, right. But we get it. When you, when, you, when, you, when you name the promotions that just roll off of your tongue very easily, the big ones are always going to stand on top. Um, and that's what it is. Now, I, hopefully somebody like a Mike Bailey doesn't feel discouraged because he wasn't named. But if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. Hopefully it's nothing but motivation for him to say, I got to continue to grind and do what he has to do. And and then also too, it's also him to his employer to say, what do we have to do to be in this conversation? I think going back to the TNA name may be a little part of that fix here. So, you know, and and, and let's, let's just call it what it is. ESPN, peeps into the world of professional wrestling when it's beneficial for them. They're not a hardcore fans of it. You know, you're not going to get Stephen A talking about it every week, um, but they they chime in when they need that moment of elevation. So the big signings, the big events and so on. So that's the thing. You have to say, what do we have to do to get in those conversations, to get that level of promotion and so on? Because right now it seems to be very uh, it's why they hire Pat diverse. McAfee. It's in what? It's why they hired Pat McAfee. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And it helped him too. Pat McAfee is having a year amongst years for anybody to be former NFL player, (laughs) pro wrestling slash podcast mogul with huge endorsements to a talk show that runs linear to ESPN and YouTube. And the crazy thing is, it's uncensored on ESPN. I know. <laughs> then he gets bonus top stuff on YouTube, which means he still makes his money. 
Wow. I, yeah, I was I was at work and and the show was on and and I came across the TV and I heard a thing and I'm like, what channel was this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the contract. That big old bell.